You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Well, it's uh, just Christy right now. Catherine is on a flight to Hawaii, but um, Catherine worked really hard. I'm sure all of you saw uh, that the UCI had decided to not cover the women's race. And that resulted in lots of attention and uh, lots of comments headed towards Girls Gone Gravel on that. And we worked hard to organize a quick chat. Um, we did this Saturday after the race. Um, and we were joined by Sarah Sturmey, Paige Onweller, and Catherine Sheridan, as well as Betsy Welch from Velo Outside Magazine. Um, they all popped on for a quick conversation around um, not only just how the race kind of unfolded, but also uh, just the lack of coverage um, for the women and um, talking about ways forward and, and differences between how things are done in Europe and how things are done in the USA. It's a very interesting conversation. Um, we're stoked to be able to bring this to you um, with a quick turnaround. Um, Catherine did want to have me mention, we're going to have a workshop with Catherine Bertine. Um, and we talk about this a little bit towards the end of the podcast, but they're going to be organizing something at the beginning of November. Stay tuned to our socials. Make sure you sign up when you see it. But really what we're going to be talking with Catherine Bertine about is, is effective change and, and having conversations around not only what that looks like for the pro women, but also just for all of us as participants in some of these events where um, we're seeing different organizations step in and, and maybe not putting their best foot forward or considering equity at the forefront. So, um, you know, we do think that um, there were a lot of things that uh, the athletes talk about that the UCI did right. There were some big misses and we're all about working towards seeing those um, those negatives become positives and seeing change that we can effectively help um, navigate. So um, please take a listen. Um, let us know your thoughts and get signed up when we get that workshop announced to join us for um, some chats around how to make it better for women and equity in sport. We look forward to it. Enjoy the show. Let's talk sleep. My sleep routine has become so critical to my evenings. When I get good sleep, I make better choices, whether that's with food or exercise or simply my day-to-day -day activities. All the reading and listening I've done over the last year to help me with my sleep led me to Pillar, and it's been the quote-unquote game changer. The triple magnesium formula has improved both my REM sleep and my deep sleep, which were two areas that were very much in need of improvement. I've struggled with both those for years. But even better, since I've been taking Pillar, I've noticed that not only have those improved, I just feel better rested and more recovered. Pillar is offering our US listeners a 15% discount for you to give it a try for yourself. Head over to thefeed.com slash Pillar, that's P-I-L-L-A-R, and use the code GGG15 to start a journey to better sleep. All right, I've got the recording going. Uh, thanks to Sturmy there. <laughs> I'm like, you just started. <laughs> just started. So, um, 
Anyway, real quick, um, we are here for a very special edition of Girls Gone Gravel um, with three of the women that uh, raced today, um, today, literally just a few hours ago. And I was just telling them, oh, Betsy's joining. So let me get her in here real quick. Um, I was just telling the three of them um, like how emotional I was watching. And obviously we all know what happened. We didn't get to see this event televised like we were hoping to. So we had to follow along on the Instagrams and um, rely on people that were uh, quote unquote boots on the ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to get oh us my God, that's amazing that's cute <laughs> but that's perfect uh, I know thanks I'm pretty good um no. <laughs> honestly like when it went getting ready to get this started I was really really worried I was going to just start off by crying because I'm just I'm so so proud of all of you and I I'm always wanting you to win every single race all of you like and that's not going to happen like we can only have one person that wins so it was really really fun to watch so many of these amazing um, athletes work together as a team um, and come come together to like race for the United States and have such a what appeared from the outside looking in to be an incredibly successful day. And um, despite some of the hurdles that we're going to get to talk about, um, it was really special. So congratulations to all of you. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Um, Betsy Welch just joined us. So we know Betsy's on the call. Um, but let's go ahead and get introductions from the other three of you. And let's just go across from my left to right, which that starts with you, Stormy. So. Oh, sorry. Oh, intros. Sorry. Yeah. I was. People can know who the voice is and who's joining us. Oh, I'm Sarah Sturm. I'm raised for the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> And you're from what, San Diego? You got like kind of beach hair. Coming <laughs> there. Oh, this is my floofy hair. Um, I am, yeah, that felt really good. Um, I live in Durango, Colorado, and I guess I'm a gravel specialist now, or like endurance specialist, I would say. Mountain bike and gravel. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That was Eight. a bad intro. Sorry, I'm fried. <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet. You have all the excuses. It's all it's all, we're all, we're all fried. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm Paige Onwaller and I'm from Michigan and I also specialize in gravel, uh here riding for the USA as well. Um but yeah, I'm a gravel privateer. Uh, I ride for Trek, uh SRAM, oh. Avis, WTB. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We'll circle back, Sarah. It's okay. You can look me up on Instagram. Yeah, my sponsors are. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Good job. <laughs> and I'm Catherine Sheridan. I'm from Virginia. Got into um, bicycle riding in Omaha, Nebraska. So got into the gravel scene there. And this past summer, I've been living in London and riding for the Mazda Lauf team. So doing some of the Gravel Earth series in Europe and also some of the UCI events that they have there. So, and uh, rode for, yeah, the United States today. Amazing. And we've also got, I kind of did a brief one, Betsy. Hi, I'm Betsy <laughs> Welch. <laughs> you I were, can't complain you're... about being fried because it's a different kind of fried, but um, Still fried, <laughs> you can complain. You can complain. <laughs> um, I am from Carbondale, Colorado, and I am here covering the race 
for outside and specifically velo. Awesome. And you were boots on the ground today. So yes, my nickname is boots and I was definitely boots on the ground today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you. (laughs) My coverage to all of the world. I know. I think I got a lot of new followers, which is like, this could be your new thing. But I was it might thinking, have to like, be. tomorrow I'm like, coverage. Should, I even, should I even cover the men's race? I mean, that would be, that would be a huge flex, but, um, seems like they have yeah. enough. Yeah. No, and I, mean, I was they deserve all and more just because we didn't, doesn't so mean nice. they don't. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't their fault. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's still <laughs> frustrating though. No, of course it I was covered. Sorry, but I have to say like it it was so my priority to cover your race that I feel like I sort of like, like, that's why I'm tired. Cause I was like, this is very, this yeah. is more important than ever. It's always important, but today it felt even more important. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I might have to dip out soon ish. Cause we, Dylan is actually building a bike right now, but, and we haven't had dinner yet, but the one thing that I just wanted to share just from like, for people listening to this or watching this is like, I was thinking about it while we were racing. I I wasn't thinking a ton about it, but um, I did have this moment when it was like pretty clear that Lauren was going to have a top result and I was going to have a good result as well. And like everyone else from the team who had worked their asses off for the whole day. And I was like, man, what a shame that like, we just had this like stellar day out there. And like, you know, we don't really we didn't get like it's a huge it's a huge part of sport and like it's a huge part of like our jobs as professional women (laughs) as professionals uh to have this this huge piece of the pie missing is I mean it's just inexcusable and it's just it was a little it's it was a bit sad you know when I was like washing the gravel out of my hair in the shower and like thinking about like the excitement had worn off and the adrenaline and and I was just like man I, I just like felt bad that like Lauren got sixth today nice like that's a huge result it at this I mean the field was insane like it was like a world tour road race or it felt like it to me <laughs> um and you know there's just nothing <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in days before, like, they were talking about, like, you know, like, they were saying they still were having conversations with GCN or who was going to do coverage. And so, you know, everyone's asking, like, how can we watch this? And I was like, oh, you know, they're in negotiations. Like, I should know soon, like, who's going to have coverage. It was more of, like, it was more of, like, who was going to cover it. I never had the thought, like, that we'd even have coverage. Like, I just, it was assumed. And so for me to, like, get that news, I was just like, how is this even possible? It's 2023. And I felt like we stepped back into the stone ages. Yeah. And and honestly, like I feel that the American gravel scene is really kind of paving the way for equity in women's coverage. And whether it's, you know, a lifetime event or BWR events or just I feel like that's the norm there and it's expected. And we expect it as female, you know, American writers. And, you know, you can see that when you uh, do interviews or listen to, to Caroline after Unbound, she's like blown away by the difference. And even when that news came out, a lot of the Euro racers here were kind of like, yeah, it sounds like classic UCI or classic Italy. And I was like, 
you're not even bothered by this <laughs> like it's just it, not an excuse yeah, yeah sorry not to cut you off no no and it's like I'm sure they're bothered but like it seems acceptable and for us like coming from America I was just like kind of blown away by that and that to me was almost more disappointing because it tells me we have so much more work to do um and the norm of what maybe we're used to is a little off um so I don't think it's wrong or that my expectations are wrong um but yeah definitely really frustrating to get that news and um like Sarah said like it was a team collective effort and a lot of people like shelled themselves early on and like no one would see that or know that and so it's you know it's really hard to show like the teamwork that we had and yeah for Lauren I mean we all knew this like going in and, and watching her and her progression and how she organized us together and like her leadership. Well, we had a team meeting too ahead of time. So like mm -hmm. two days, two days before our race, we like all sat down and like, like, you know, as professionals mm -hmm. went like we, you know, Lauren had a PDF. She was leading the meeting. Like we all said like, Hey, this is where my fitness is. This is what my strengths are. Like, it's pretty like cut and dry. Like it's, it's not like, Oh, I'm so excited to be like, we're all excited to be here, but it's yeah. like, we have work this is, yeah. Like this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. This was my season. Like this is, these are the sections that like, I feel really confident on like cornering and the start and like the descents. I'm not super good at the flats. Paige was like, got the flats dialed. Like, I can hang in there on the climbs or you felt really strong on the climbs and you can hang in there on the descents. Like we like went through all of our things and like Lauren then like L Lauren and Heidi were our like go-to ladies, like we're working for them. And she told us what her plan was. Okay. I'm going to use you two at this part of the race early, you two at this part of the race middle, you two at this part of the race and in a perfect scenario. And it was like, you know, we helped her in the beginning as much as we could. And she got a great, like, you know, into the like lead group and our job was done. Like easy, yeah. done. Cause Not the start easy, was but... kind of <laughs> easy. And, like, <laughs> super easy. <laughs> like I, I do want to also mm -hmm. emphasize that the way the UCI did their start really disfavors any of the US pure gravel riders. Like if you were doing the UCI gravel world. The call-ups you mean, not yeah. the start loop. Yeah. The start position, yeah. The start positioning, how and they got gave points to the Yeah, riders. and yeah. so like I knew my job is like I had to go from 97th out of like 115, literally back row to the very front to make sure Lauren was positioned yeah. for that first Yeah, there time. was four of us in the back row. Well, yeah. so <laughs> how, how, they, how they do the positioning, so like UCI points from the road discipline, you earn them differently than from like even mountain bike or cyclocross. So like Demi was like, she got to use like 50% of her UCI road points, which is probably like, she probably has 6,000. So she had 3,000. It was thousands of points. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's because road is scored differently. So like if we had mountain bike UCI points, Sophia had mountain bike UCI points from Soldier Hollow, which is why she was up there. And, and from last year's result at Worlds, I had like a couple points from last year's world result and you know that earned me a seventh row start but we're like starting behind like all these road racers yeah and like there was only one uci race in america relative to i think 19 others that were like in europe and other locations and that uci race in the u.s was not really 
well attended even. Um, so for us to like prioritize that in our season to get points, we didn't even know that was a thing at the time, right? Um, so, you know, it's frustrating, but at the same time, like a lot of us back row starters, like, okay, UCI, thanks for my 97th start position. I finished 39th. <laughs> so, and the reason we're talking about this is because really like what is going to happen is we're going to have to play the game, the right. UCI right. game. It's not super motivating when they're not televising anything right. or like giving, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like what the vibe here was and like all the roadies who race in Europe, who I've talked to. It's sort of just like, oh, like none of them were surprised. Like, oh yeah, of course. Like Lauren just told me that Norm, like when she was racing, you know, five, six years ago, that they would only televise the last 15K of the women's race. So she would literally hear the helicopter and she's like, oh, it must be like everyone knew like, oh, it must be like the last 15K, <laughs> like when they could hear the the helicopter going. So well, like- I want to circle back real quick to- Catherine, just because you've been over there. So like you've been racing over there is that was, what was your reaction to this? Were you kind of just expecting it or were you, were you thinking this is going to be us gravel come here? I won't say I wasn't expecting it because I did have a lot of people, like obviously friends and family in the U S who've been kind of following my cycling journey and wanted Mm -hmm. to see it, but they have previously always followed along on Instagram on any of the events. Um, and it is like, if I drop out of the top five, then you just don't see me, (laughs) um, because they don't do separate men's and women's coverage necessarily. I don't think I've been to a single event this, this summer that's Mm -hmm. done separate men's and women's coverage, like the lifetime does on, but over here though. Yeah. Over here in Europe, but they still cover the women's. They do, but they cover it as like part of the men's coverage. So they try and catch the women kind of as they're going through but as you know it's hard to find women right. in bigger groups my so. I was telling Betsy this morning like I just don't understand like so from my understanding the breakdown was that okay we all know that like the it was sort of a scramble last minute for this event to happen like they were figuring out the court like the, the promoters of this race today okay. like they uh last year's promoter went bankrupt like couldn't even pay like the UCI like he owed the UCI a bunch of money so the UCI took the rights of hosting away from the last year's promoter which actually kind of was a good thing because (laughs) this year's course was so much sweeter so then so then (laughs) (laughs) so then this year's promoter they were like they put on this whole race and gravel world championships wherever the hell we are they were like, hey, UCI, we want to televise or we want to broadcast this. We don't have money. Like, will you put this on? And they were like, basic, this is my understanding. Betsy, maybe you understand more of this. But like the UCI was basically like, nah, we have another race happening on Saturday. We don't have the resources to cover the women's race, but we'll be there on Sunday for the men's race. Um, And so and I don't know, Bets, if that's accurate yeah let's get, let's get betsy's take on because you've been there and and you've been part of the press um yeah it's i mean it's sort of like everyone is trying to throw everyone else under the bus like um the uci is saying it's the local organizing committee's responsibility to get, get the tv sorted and that is that's what they say across the board. Like, and so I do think that the local organizing committee is, is to blame here. I, I'm, 
However, ultimately, the UCI puts their stamp of approval on a race. And if the local organizing committee said, hey, we, we're only going to do the men's or we only have money for the men's, like ultimately the UCI okayed that. And that's not okay. Um, well, from over so, here. That's my understanding. Although no, nobody has really wanted to comment on, on it at all. I think the um, hard part for me was. I just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I guess what, what I find the most shocking is that, like, I feel like we're at a point in history where you can't fuck this up anymore. <laughs> I mean, sort of the social outcry is so strong and what we're kind of having trouble hearing uh, you I, I mean yeah it's like into it's, a fan yes the, the the bar is set pretty low but uh, yeah yeah it's like you know this doesn't <laughs> I, I really um Oh, yeah, we're having a hard time hearing you. You're you're like cutting in and out, but it's a little jumbly. <laughs> She'll even come back. Okay, um, okay, she's gonna come back. But I do Please think I think the the one thing that that I notice, and you know, I'm totally about the idea of of progress, not perfection. I put a little thing up on Instagram a little bit ago, just because. Look, we're all. I'm really proud of the work we've done in the United States on, in the women's field. And it's all been because it's been literally a team effort. There's been a whole bunch of people, athletes, promoters, event directors, um, journalists, photographers, like all of us are trying to elevate women's sport and women in, in cycling. So we're not doing it perfect by any means. We have tons of room for growth. We're all learning from each other on a regular basis. I expected at least to be able to follow along on the UCI feed. And I just, I was so surprised at how, I don't know. I mean, I know what we pull off on the lifetime side, sometimes when things aren't going as we expect them to go and, you know, the level that we try to really hold ourselves to. Um, and again, we don't get it perfect. I know that, but but the effort is a hundred percent there. And it didn't even feel from the outside looking in that the effort was there at all. Like, okay, we screwed this up. How can we at least make sure there is coverage? Like I was driving back from Kansas city back to Emporia um, after the race was over. And I just wanted to see, I knew where, where Sturmy placed. I knew where Lauren placed. I didn't know where Paige was. I didn't know where Catherine was. Like, I didn't know. And I couldn't find it. And yeah. Tim was just like, would you put your phone away? And I'm like, no, I want to know. I want to know. And I want to know <laughs> right now. And he's like, that's unrealistic. I'm like, it's actually not unrealistic. So, you know, um, but I do want to take, you know, like, as Betsy was saying, you know, there's a bunch of finger pointing kind of going on. But ultimately, I just, I think we need, we need the whoever is responsible for the race of just to make sure that the basics are at least covered. And that's what felt like it was really missing. One of the most frustrating things about 
going to big gravel races in the last few years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel. And I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related. And it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on. And it really takes me out for several weeks. And that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor, Prevenex. We've worked with Prevenex within our Feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit Play Not Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, you've also heard about how their great protein powder. But I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus. It has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I've not been sick one time this year. And, and I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So it has everything that you need for immune health support, and it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. It's supercharged with immune-boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off your first purchase of Immune Health Plus or any of their other products. That's Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off of your purchase, and you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. Have they even like come out with like a statement? Like, I, I just wonder. Like, I mean, I, I came back to like my phone at the end of the race and like shit blew up. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I have to like hand it to our like very like passionate group of like, I mean, large following, you know, of like people in the US were pissed. Yeah. I mean, sponsors are upset, like rightfully so. But I'm like, does anyone here even they're like, ah, yeah, we shit on the women again. But like, yeah, back like, home, do they like, even care? Here? Up. Yeah, like I yeah it's it's crazy I guess I'm asking this like this question sorry go ahead Bets. they did that the UCI so an hour into your race they issued a statement and it was very much like we're sorry um the local organizers informed us that there was no broadcast and so we promise next year and beyond there will be one what the okay Yeah. yeah I mean, that's just, it's still on them though. It's their event, you know? Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, like there's always going to be finger pointing when some like a big miss, miss like this is happening. And yes, isn't yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's not even a miss. It's like, it's literally like <laughs> standard. It, no, it's, I just, I was so filled with rage because I just like was, I don't know. I just was flabbergasted. Like, I get it. Like, Europe is a different game. That's why we're all here. We wanted to experience what it feels like to race with the best women in the freaking world. I mean, road, cross, mountain, gravel, like all of it. We were all there. And I just, I'm like, am I missing something? Like, is this just how women get treated here? I have no idea. Like, I just don't understand how they were like, oh yeah, we won't broadcast the women's race. Like, or if they had told us that it's a money thing, I guarantee you, well, I had two thoughts. I was like, great, make the men race on Saturday and we'll race on Sunday. (laughs) One solution. (laughs) Second solution, we can race to get like men and women can race on the same day. It's like, I don't understand why you can see the men's. I don't understand why that wasn't a solution. Third, if someone had told us like a day before a GoFundMe could have gone up, like raise the money within two. I mean, that's like, that is like two minutes for them. I'm just saying, I'm like, I, there's literally, there was no excuse. And I'm like, still so 
pissed about this because I'm like, like, Kashia, like that was, that is such a sick result for that woman. Like she is a badass. She's had an amazing season and like, it just brought validity to this whole sport to have such a stacked field and like Lauren doing really well and gravel specialist doing really well. Like it was mm -hmm. such an important year to show and they just, it was such a miss. Like there's literally no, like there's, I just don't even understand. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. Sarah. No, you well, can't go back. Like you can't go back and fix this. Like today happened like, and you know, they're going to show that. the, they're going to show the highlights. But it's just like, that's like Sarah said, like it has to happen in the moment in yeah, order it's like to the drive viewership well, for us. Like this is how we get supported. Mm -hmm. And like without us having coverage and equity and coverage and relative to the men, like we continue to not get paid as much. We continue to not have the support that we need in order to keep doing this. Like this is our profession. Yeah. This is our job. We dedicate a shit ton of time and we sacrifice mm -hmm. so much of our life for this. And then yeah. it just feels yeah. like a giant stab. But I think, oh, I was just going to say, I think where the real miss is going to be is if it doesn't get corrected. Like, like this was, I think that the rub for me, like um, from the outside looking in, um, last year I felt like, wow, that's not a very, it didn't look like a great gravel course. This year I thought like watching Betsy's feed leading in, seeing some of your stuff. So I was like, oh, this looks good. This looks like, yeah, a, this, look good. this yeah, looks legit. Good and that's gravel. awesome. Good. I'm glad they learned from that. Totally. But I would have never expected like to me covering the women is so ingrained in what like we, I think of on a day-to-day -day basis that it felt like a really weird, another really weird miss. I'm like, you just don't understand what we're trying to do in gravel. And I guess I don't, I guess why would I expect the UCI to understand that? This is not what they've been doing, but I'm just like, to me, it's like, those are kind of the two things of gravel is like courses are different. Courses can be gnarly, la la la. And oh. you, and you cover the women. <laughs> I also think, and I'm going to have to sort of mic drop this because I'm going to go eat dinner, but, and I'm sorry to do this, but I have to say like gravel is like this, it, this sport that's like, we all get to experience this like new thing. Right. And like, we're all having to adapt and learn. Like you gave us a women's only start at unbound, huge, massive. Like I honestly, I am, a, I wasn't three years ago when gravel was very different or four yep. years, whatever. I don't know. But four years ago, like I was like, nah, mix it in. Like that's part of gravel. You know what? It's not like women need their own start. We need our own race. We need our own coverage. Like I just like, if you can't adapt, like get the fuck out of here, you know, <laughs> there goes right. the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Love you guys. All right. Thanks Sarah. Thanks Sarah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Betsy, yeah. can you just kind of talk us through how the day went from your perspective? Because we didn't really get to see it unfold. How did it look? How did it look to you? I mean, I will say from the course perspective, they said, oh, is it? That's okay. Go I ahead. <laughs> no, you go, go, go. I'll, I'll go after you. you time in. Oh, I was just going to say a highlight from the course perspective was last year. They were like, oh yeah, it's not really gravel. And this year they were like, oh. So gravel and also mountain bike. And would you like some cross at the beginning? And what about some, you know, <laughs> sidewalks and 
footpaths <laughs> that are gravel that go up really steep inclines. <laughs> yeah, it was like Euro road racing plus mountain biking. It was sort of a, Sick. like, they didn't really know what to do with gravel, so they just chose all of the disciplines and smushed them together. Yeah. And I like, <laughs> that's a really important observation because it actually sort of, you could say that about how the whole race is organized as a whole like it feel it felt pretty slapdash like kind of cobbled together mm -hmm. I mean you, you have the UCI logo all over everything and you have some like official looking infrastructure but you know the press room I, if you guys looked at my Instagram stories I mean they were like <laughs> the race updates were like they were like updating a google doc like it's <laughs> hilarious to watch <laughs> i don't know um and it's funny because mm -hmm. I, i'm not sure how great of a my, my coverage is like all us gravel from the grassroots to the unbound and the tour de france femme so i have seen like all sides but i haven't seen a ton of euro stuff however i mean i was at finland gravel i was at the traka this this summer, they've learned and quickly. And mm -hmm. so while I think a lot of this is sort of growing pains, like, and the bigger the organization, the more clunky that's all going to be like, they can't, can't uh, sort of flex as quickly. That's what it feels like to me is they just like said, yeah, sure. We'll do this cool gravel. But then they kind of like walked away. And in this case, they've had two years of kind of poor local organizers who yeah. hmm. probably need more support than they were given. So again, it's like who, what, what, chicken or egg type thing, but, yeah. um, but, the, but this is the, but the crazy thing is, is that like everybody loves like the, the riders. I mean, that is the meat of this situation here. You guys are the absolute bread and butter. I mean, Again, from world tour to gravel specialist to whoever you are, this was an incredible lineup of racers. And yeah. so you had that and sort of with this strange uh, setup around you. Um, that's how it felt like you guys kind of, uh, how do I put this? Like we, you, we showed you, up, but they did not. <laughs> right. You showed up you sort of wrote the race report, so to speak, by just racing and everyone sort of scrambled to figure it out because we didn't have what we normally have, which is being fed the information. But you guys just showed up and were pro as fuck and did it. And and so that, you know, thank God for that. Like, because if 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 it hadn't been the depth of field and the in the caliber of racing, it would have looked even worse um, on behalf of these people, but they, it, it, there's a disconnect is how I would. Yeah. That's, that's the short answer is like, it's just not quite jiving yet. Um, but I mean, the racing is incredible. The course yes was better, but the racing and the course only go so far when you can't talk about it, when the media can't get updates from the press room, um, you know, like, right. Like the girls have been saying, you know, we need all, we need the whole package and we've seen it and we know it can be done. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's possible for sure. 
Yeah. One thing that I really struggled with today, like while riding, kind of thinking about all this is, I mean, I didn't think about it a lot, but like when I was more in survival mode, um, I had more time to reflect, but you know, it's, it's really bothers me that I feel like I'm in a position where, you know, I don't really want to support the UCI specifically because of how all of this unfolded and the lack of the lack of support for the women. But at the same time, like, the event is very safe. I will say that. Um, and I, I That's do want to, I, I wanted to ask, like, what did the UCI get right? Because there has, yeah, to, so, there has to be positive takeaways from this too. Yeah. Relative to like us gravel racing, like all the roads are closed, which I know mm. is not always feasible. Right. Um, but like, it was extremely safe. Like they had this like crazy ditch in one of the single track sectors that like we knew about because Crystal had actually crashed in on a recon, but they had someone there specifically like, like flagging, like, Hey, 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 like ditch here, you know? So uh, we're not expecting or, um, you know, that for all of the races, but the biggest thing is like the road safety for me that they got right. And we also saw this with the USAC gravel nationals as well. I said before, that was the safest gravel race that I have done. So, you know, it's hard because like we want regulations, we want rules because that brings safety. And I also know when I line up with this field, like I'm with experienced riders versus a combined start. And I have age group men bunny hopping or pushing or riding quite recklessly. And with this is my job, I want to trust the people that I'm riding. So that for me was like, I love that. But I also now feel like, why do I have to choose between safety and equity in sport? I feel at this level when I'm competing, you know, professionally, like it shouldn't have to be a choice. But that's a state of gravel that we're in right now. And some events are adapting to that. Um, so yeah, to bring it back, I would say safety is one thing that was done correctly and feed zones in like appropriate places. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job with the feed zones. It was hot out today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like sometimes back, back home, you know, the feed zones are just like in these random places or, you know, it's like, they don't make a lot of sense and it's nice to have like, to not have to carry a pack or, you know, to have those options that are, that are planned out. It's more like a road race, you know, type of setup. Yeah, um, that did feel very road racy. And they yeah. made it easier to support the full team because they had an aid station that you looped back to several times. So they could just yeah. station people there. And even if, you know, we had teammates who were way up front and right. teammates who were a little bit further back, they could stay there the whole time and provide aid to everyone and not have to kind of pick and choose between riders. So I thought that was... yeah. Yeah. So for me, safety was, you know, a positive. Nice. I mean, I think for me, the field was definitely a positive. Like, I don't know about you, Paige, but this is definitely the largest women's only start I've ever done for gravel. I mean, a hundred women. Yeah. Um, I mean, the caliber of women, I would say definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I wouldn't say UCI did that. So, no, I mean, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, I would agree. That was um, a, that was a positive for, for the event for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it was it like <laughs> growing pains are real. Cause like, that's where the sport is right now. It's, it's, it's in a new phase of growth. And, um, I mean, I have, um, never been one to think that the UCI shouldn't get into the space. I figure they're going to fill a different knit niche in this gravel racing space. Um, I just want to see it. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I literally was like the UCI ruined my morning. Cause I was so excited to watch the women's or I was so pumped to watch this. Um, a lot of people were, yeah. yeah. And it was mm. just like, dang it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting to go to the Kansas city currents last home game. And 
if anybody that listens to Girls Gone Gravel on the regular, um, Kansas City is building the first in the world women's specific stadium, professional stadium. It's the first one in the world for any sport. And it's 20. 20- what does that mean? Is it pink? Yeah. What? It's <laughs> not pink. pink. <laughs> It is yeah, not what, what is that? Like, is it smaller? It's no it's media such, allowed. It, yeah. It's, I'm so excited. So they're playing at the Sporting KC Stadium this year and then next year it opens up. And they only had, they had a post yesterday that came out that I shared that's like, they only have 500 season tickets left for the new stadium. They've like sold through all the state, the seats for the stadium. And, and I like to think that our women's gravel scene is echoing a lot of what they're trying to do in the soccer scene with women's sport. Um, so it was funny to have both of those things happening yesterday. The Casey Current almost getting their stadium closed. And then, well, and the interview we just did that Catherine and I just did on Tuesday was for the whole formation rampage Red Bull stuff. <laughs> and I was like, somebody said to me, how long do we have to keep talking about women in cycling? And I'm like, well, we're not fixing it. Like, right. And I get it. Like cycling is a small, small part of like professional sports. Right. Um, you know, and then I'm learning that because it feels very big to us because it's sure. our whole life. Right. Sure. And so we're immersed in gravel and off-road, like all day, every day. So it feels so big to us, but I try to remember that like cycling is a small part, but I also recognize like it's small because we're not getting very much media, you know, and we're not getting that coverage. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard. Like I, I think, like you said earlier, like progress, not perfection, but it also means like more people need to advocate or advocate and be made aware of like what's happening and people that have large voices and, you know, impact, like that's, that's where the movement, you know, can happen. I mean, I have a measly 4,000 Instagram followers, like me saying something or or putting a post up, it's like, yeah, probably not going to do a lot. I have a lot of loyal followers and that's great. And, and I love the support that they give me, but we need more people to, to bring awareness to this. I mean, I think going off what you said, though, if you think about the most watched sporting events in the world, the top one is actually the Tour de France. So that just further highlights the discrepancy between the men and women's and how yeah. it's grown. Like it's cycling is not a small part by choice by any means. And it doesn't have to stay that way. Like right. people are interested and I think if you give them the opportunity to show that, it will grow. Yeah. I mean, as far well, as... Yeah. And that's like another point too. When you asked earlier, like what was done right. And I don't, this is, you see, I didn't do this right. But one thing today that like I will carry with me was the amount of people in course. Like I was blown away by this. Like The fans were incredible. The fans were incredible. It was amazing. And we were on a circuit loop. Like this was an 88 mile long course that was like, like all over the place to start and finish were totally different locations. And there were frequently people like just troughs of people lining like giving you a push up the hill like you watch in the you know in the tour and just the amount of people that showed up today to watch this race in person here was incredible and that's why I don't understand like why is there a discrepancy mostly over here in Europe like the people here are so supportive in person like I I have a hard time wrapping my head around that yeah but I love that that was like a totally new experience that I have not had ever in a gravel race this long that was dope. 
That was a highlight. Yeah. Really yeah. highlights the fact that cycling is, in fact, a spectator sport. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't so, forget the gravel. Yeah. Betsy, yeah. did you think the race was interesting then, watching it unfold? I mean, yeah, but I'm going to be honest. Like, there's so much I don't know yeah. about, you know? Like, it's you can interview every single rider at the finish line and it and start to put together a little bit of a picture um but you know visuals are huge and yeah. my intention had been to go to all the feeds cuz i think that's a good place to sort of like check in on the action um but that that was too logistically challenging um but i'll tell you what if you're, if you're curious what I found, what I find the most interesting about this scene, I mean, aside from the coverage thing, which I'll, I'll go to bat with all of you on, um, is <laughs> how the European, it, it's really, really hard for me to sit in like the press conference and hear the questions from other journalists or the moderators talking to, granted, the three women on the podium are from the world tour, but it's very hard for me to sit there knowing what I know and being in the world that I'm in, which is our gravel world at home, where this is your job. This is your sole profession. Like you don't race gravel all year to go like kick it in a world tour race in October for fun. Right. And that, that there is a little bit of that feel to this, which is like, this race is, um, something that these other riders can do. It works on their calendar. It might be good for their sponsors, but like, this isn't what they do. And yeah. it, it's, it's, it's fucking fascinating to me. And I, I have a, again, I have a hard time. Like after races, I can talk to you guys till the cows come home, like about the race and about everything but this is it's hard for me to ask these women questions because it's like they just showed up kind of out of nowhere and they like kind of like uh I don't want to say they lucked into this they didn't luck into it they're they're incredible well, but, athletes but no go ahead I'm, I'm having trouble articulating yeah, but it's, so it's very odd because like okay so my thought like for me, this race was like kind of added on last minute, right? This is not mm -hmm. something that I was targeting. Like I came here to be a worker and I was happy to do that. But to target this race, like it specifically benefits road racers because it's very punchy. It's very dynamic. And U.S. gravel is not that way. I mean, we're doing these like eight hour events that are just endurance boss, you know, like Sarah said, like, I guess I'm an endurance specialist and that's what we are. Like, so this type of race with how they have the course and how it's structured is very road, you know, uh, favoring, right? So mm -hmm. the, the roadies can have a killer season and all of them are in great shape after all the racing that they've done. And they can just tack on this race because it's kind of like a road race and those skill sets. If I was going to target this race, I would have had to do completely different training the last three to four months, like drastically different if I really wanted to like perform to get a good result. And so I, I think like, yeah, to me, I'm like, am I really this slow that like these roadies just come in randomly to gravel and dominate? But then at the end of the day, it's very different scenario. I also feel that 
the reality is the world tour riders have so much experience. And for me, like the, the, even the sections that were quote road, like they were like bike paths and super tight and we don't race anything, let alone train on that terrain. And so unless you're over in Europe racing and riding and training on that type of road, like this was a foreign experience to a lot of us. Well, I'm almost wondering, Betsy, are you more saying like they weren't like the, this race was kind of an afterthought. No, it's not that. And I'll tell you what, they were all absolutely shelled. And Demi yeah. said in the press conference, that is harder than any race I have done on the road. Okay. okay. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's what gra- gravel brings a level of respect that you're not expecting, right? Like, oh, it's like, oh shit, that's hard. And it made <laughs> me, it made me think about all of the gravel athletes in the U S and it's like, man, you guys are, you guys are like suffering harder than any bike racer. I mean, the whole point of road racing is to not work that hard. Right. And all gravel is, is like working your ass off by yourself for a long time. It's, it's not that they thought it was an afterthought, but it's just really different to me when the whole start list is described as, oh, she's a road, she's a cross, she's this. When in the U.S. we have this sport, and and like it's not all it, we we have it. You don't have to describe. I mean, early on when I started doing this, I was delineating. Oh, the mountain bikers are this, and the ex roadies are this. But now the lines are blurred, and yeah. I'm started just calling you all endurance off road because you do epic long things on dirt. Yes, but <laughs> that's what's different. Is that like? It's almost like it's, I'm not, I don't want to like minimize it because everyone took this race really seriously, but it's still sort of like this cute thing that, uh, well, maybe it's more from how the UCI is approaching it. Like you'd said, I mean, it's it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's kind of put on there. Oh, gravel's big. Oh, we should do this. Well, and even, even in their attention to detail, like, you know, it's a somewhat growing pain of the UCI yeah. figuring out how gravel can be yeah. relevant here versus in the US. I feel like gravel developed much more organically. It started off kind of as community events or well, events. Yeah. And this is a conversation. Oh. Or go ahead. This would take us down another rabbit hole, yeah. but like this this will come up if this event was in the US and it was organized by a local race mm-hmm. organizer it, it would look really different from you well, know it would look like unbound right <laughs> i would love an unbound course for UCI gravel worlds be great <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so I mean, to bring it back to like the gravel yeah. in europe versus america like Gravel in the U.S. provides so much opportunity yeah. and like that's not present here in Europe um, or in other countries. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's very hard as a U.S. rider to get into the road scene or to race road, mm-hmm. even though like I raced a lot of road earlier this year, um, specifically because like I needed to learn and that helped me um, and it's helped me in gravel. But at the end of the day, like it's really hard for me to race road because like I don't have a team. I'm a privateer. So I have to try to find guest rides and then I'm paying my own way. And there's not us races. Like the women's field. That's why we picked up on the whole gravel thing from lifetime's perspective is that we're trying to grow cycling and here's where it's at. So this is what we're doing. 
Yeah, but like over in other countries, like that's not the case. Like gravel is like kind of non-existent. The opportunities do lie more mm-hmm. in road, yeah, um, or other you know other disciplines. But well, love it. Um, I do want to mention because um, Catherine's obviously she was super bummed that she couldn't be on this call, um, but she's on her way. Literally, Feisty's going over to cover the women's race, um, in Hawaii for Ironman, which is incredible. That's going to be some great coverage and I'm excited to see it. Uh, but she's also really wanting to organize something to help not only pros, but also community members on how to make some effective change. So she's been working with Catherine Bertine. They're going to have a zoom workshop conference that she's inviting people to sign up for. And I guess they already have a hundred women signed up from just announcing it, but it's looking like it's going to be around November one. And I just want to make sure that our listeners um, are paying attention to that. Catherine Bertine, if you don't know, um, wrote the book Stand and also was very much part of Half the Road um, and has been, um, I wouldn't say fighting the UCI, but definitely very present with the UCI and trying to have effective change and and for women in sports. So look, look for those notifications and we'll drop some of that information in the show notes as well. But um, we talked earlier about following people make sure you're following the boots appeal on Instagram. Um, make sure you're following your page powered. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Catherine, what's your handle on Instagram? I'm klutzy Catherine yes. with K. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So make sure you're giving these women a follow and Sarah Sturmy. And Sarah. Also, Sarah, Sarah Sturmy. Yeah. <laughs> also make sure you're following her and any of these women that were out there racing. I mean, that's going to be one of the best ways we can continue to lift women in sport is to follow each other, encourage each other, like share, you know, all of those things to make sure we're just being as positive as we can. Um, super proud of team USA. Congratulations. Super proud of the boots appeal. Betsy, thank you so much for what you did today out there as well. Um, I will look at your men's coverage tomorrow, so make sure you do it. (laughs) (laughs) I might look at your men's coverage instead of GCN. Exactly. (laughs) Why don't we do that? Why don't we follow Betsy for the men's coverage tomorrow? So, um, but like no peeing in fields, Betsy. Let's like, (laughs) you didn't do that today, but I love your peeing series. Yeah. Today was a serious day. It was, it was a serious day. (laughs) Anyway, love you ladies. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for for having having us. us. Yeah, thanks for, you know, Girls Gone Gravel and all they do for advocating and and getting stuff like right away to people um, for awareness. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate that. And obviously Betsy for pioneering, like just always advocating for women in the sport and providing like actual good articles and well-written. So yeah, I appreciate both you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.